Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you here again. It is the 1st of November, and I'm very excited to be welcoming on the show Michelle Barrio Nuevo Mazzini from Casita Michi Latinx Candles. Michelle, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So let's talk a little bit about making candles. What kind of brought you to want to start a candle business? Yeah, it's a great question. So amidst the pandemic, I'm an event planner by trade. That's what I've been doing for about 15 plus years. I have a small event planning business. And then when COVID happened, obviously the world shut down. Um, I couldn't plan events anymore. So I've always kind of considered myself a creative, like just um, doing a lot of things with my hands and just, I needed an outlet. So kind of a month into COVID, I'm not really one to kind of like be at home and not do anything, but I needed something that would allow me to be at home because my son was now home in virtual school. And so I remember just sitting at a table with my husband's cousin and kind of brainstorming ideas because she could tell I was really like creatively struggling, you know, like I just needed an outlet to pour my creative juices into. And, um, we started going over things that I enjoy and, um, I'm kind of like a, a candle hoarder per se. I've always had like a cabinet of candles. Um, even when I don't need them, I'll go to the store and if that's like the aisle I go to and I pick up one and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll take this. And they're like, they end up kind of piling up. I mean, I use them and literally my nightstand, I've always had like over five to seven candles, just like different scents. And, and I think it's also like in Latinx culture, it's, it's kind of like, Oh, light a candle for this, light a candle for that. It's, it's very prominent in our culture, you know? Um, and then the spiritual aspect of like lighting a candle and and things around it. So I thought to myself at the time, Oh, how hard could it be to start a candle company or learn candle making? Not really knowing like there was a whole science. And I would say probably about April of last year, I completely dove in. I like, I went all in, I decided like, this is what I was going to do. Um, and I think what's helpful is that I already had like a small business background. Mm -hmm. So, um, I knew kind of the nuts and bolts of starting a business. Um, and I knew that I really wanted to be intentional about this next business that I was creating and the product that I was going to put out there. So I'm a self-taught candle maker. I mean, obviously I'm so grateful for like YouTube and podcasts and all these things out there. I'm like, like, you know, plethora of, of, of things that you can go to, but for the most part I spent, I spent hours and months kind of perfecting my craft and testing before I sold. And I was very fortunate that I reached out to a lot of people in my event industry um, that have gone on to, you know, have products in stores and things like that. And just kind of asking for advice and ideas on, on, you know, branding and this, and not even thinking at the time that I wanted my candles in stores, it was more, I'm now selling a product versus a service. How do people like think when they come to shopping and buyer habits and stuff. So I think what set me apart from the beginning, Andrew, is I did a lot of what I call market research before launching my brand. I like really, um, I spent about six months testing, 
um, honing down my skills, uh, what type of vessels I was going to offer, the wicks I wanted to use, the wax I wanted to use. Like, and it was, I'm not really good at math. <laughs> like there's this like whole science to it. Right. But that's kind of like the start, I would say of like, I spent a good six months before officially launching, which my one year launch is coming up on November 6th. It'll be officially one year since I launched Casita Michi publicly. So Casita Michi, um, I know what those two words mean, and I, <laughs> but I also am curious, how'd you come up with the name? I mean, your name is Michelle. So, I mean, I'm going to take that leap there. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that's like a nickname. Yeah. Casita, of course, is house. So it's like, you know, that's you making candles at home. So it was crazy because I was supposed to be called so many other things before Casita Michi. And then I remember talking to one of my best friends and and people were kind of very candid. I would share like five to six business saves. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, my friends are like those honest people that are like, yeah, this is not really speaking to me. Um, they're like, you have to think of something that like is, is meaningful and purposeful. And so I think Casita just came, I am making a product from my home mm-hmm. that hopefully will go in your home with a lot of love. So mm-hmm. that part came kind of naturally. And the crazy thing is that as a kid, yes, I was called Michi or Michelita and I hated it. Oh, and no. the only people prior to starting this business that have been allowed to call me Michi are like, my brother, my sister, my sister-in-law, not a lot of, it's not a name that I answer to very like, and now I've just embraced that, um, you know, I've lost my mother many years ago, my brother and people. And I think that now as an adult, I realize like it's a term of endearment and, um, I've embraced that name and it's who I am. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it came to be. And that was the one name when I started sharing it with people, they really like that it connected with them. And so, um, yeah, I went with it and, um, it's been well, well received. Nice. Um, I mean, and, and of all, you, you talked a little bit about the spirituality and, you know, and just your cultural sort of affiliate, you know, affinity to it. I mean, of all days, here we are, uh, Dia de los Muertos today. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm curious how, you know, you, it, your, your whole aesthetic is Latinx candles, right? Yes. Um, and you have a lot of tiebacks that was Chingona or, you know, Hermosa and all these different sort of styles or, or whatever you're trying to expand into. How do you like take phrases or feelings like what you're doing, at least on your Etsy page, folks, it's just Casita Michi. If you go to Etsy, if you want to find it, um, but how do you like sort of imbue those sensibilities into the, the, the sense of the candles? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Cause I think from the beginning, each of my candles from the sense to the background designs, they have a purpose. Um, obviously growing up, I am a first generation Latina. My mother immigrated from Peru. My father immigrated from Argentina. Um, Both became U.S. citizens and Spanish and English were both spoken in my home. And a lot of my candles are phrases that I heard um, either in my home or growing up in California. I was born and raised in San Francisco. Um, There weren't a lot of South Americans. So I grew up with a lot of Mexicans and Central Americans. So a lot of the words in my line um 
fine words growing up in California, growing up in the Bay Area, um, that were just infused into my my lifestyle, my everyday kind of culture. I would say the sense for me, uh, that's where I really took a lot of my time. I wanted to create sense. I knew from the beginning that you could not find so easily in the store. Like everybody obviously loves their vanilla and their cinnamons and their Or they don't. Or they don't. Because <laughs> to me, those are very cloying scents. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I personally go in the, you know, the, the, the candle aisle and I'm like, oh, get all this vanilla out of here, you know. But, I, but anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. But keep you going. know what I'm saying? Like that was already out there. And then obviously people had their input of like, oh, are you going to make this? And from the beginning, I was pretty intentional. I'm like, no, like this is going to be my brand. Um, a few people in the beginning said, did I want to pigeonhole myself and only make, you know, Spanish named candles? Um, and I said, well, there's going to be an AKA, but that's where the intentional part came in. Mm -hmm. I knew that I, um, was creating a product to allow my community to be seen. Mm -hmm. um, I feel where we were underrepresented in the home goods space. Right. So I just wanted to see my more of myself represented through my candles. And in my sense, um, you know, one of our best sellers, Hefita, the mom candle, I think that scent resonates with so many people mm -hmm. because when they smell it, it's something that reminds them of their mother, their grandmother. Wait, which one was that again? I'm on the it's center. Hefita. Oh, it's Hefita. the blue yeah, yeah, yeah. one. It's the yep. mom one. It's it's a citrus agave yep. and to this date it's remained my like number one seller mm. and i and i through the stories that people share i think that people resonate so much because it is sense that in a in a latinx household it reminds them of a grandma, an yeah. aunt, a mom, and people use it in their kitchen and in open spaces. Mm -hmm. So things are kind of punny. There's my big booty candle, Nalona. Yeah, yeah. And the scent is a juicy peach. So again, it's like, I'm glad when people kind of get it because some stuff is meant to be empowering, inspiring, and some is just meant to be fun. Like, you know, right. my chismosa, it's not on the site, but I had a chismosa means gossiper. Okay. And the scent <laughs> for that one is a fresh cup of tea because mm. when you're gossiping, yeah, you know, it's tea. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you have your like fresh. That. So again, everything has been very thought out and kind of curated and and with purpose, my recent one, which sold out our day of the dead candle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the best thing is somebody uh, sent me a message a few days ago and said they literally cried when they smelt it because yeah. they don't know what it is. It reminded her and her father of her great grandmother's mm. home. Um, again, that was a scent that I was um, I was trying to mimic uh, your ancestors, people that you've lost, right. um, something nostalgic. And I think that's, what's so beautiful. All of our senses, all of our palates are different. Oh. And the nostalgia when somebody feel like, you know, feels when they pick up a candle, I mean, not to plug Yankee candle, but there's a Yankee candle scent that literally when I smell it, like, it's like, I'm smelling my dad and mm. you know, he's no longer around and it's the strangest thing. What that does to yeah, you smells are wild like that. It's, anyway. it's crazy. Cause you're yeah. sitting there. You're like, I mean, my sister, that candle, I'm like, it's, it's like, he's next to you. Like he's right. there. And it's, I think that's, I think there's something to be said about that. I think that's mm. so beautiful. Um, how a candle can elevate your senses. And I really, I take a lot of pride in that when, when people share their stories. 
Nice. Yeah. And back, I want to go back to the Hifita really quick, just because you're talking about those scents and I'm looking on the way you break this down the profile, you've got the top, middle and bottom. So how do you separate, like in this particular scent, you have four things in the top, lemons, oranges, guava, strawberry, middle, agave, grapefruit, mandarin, mango, passion fruit, bottom, sugar, lime, peach. How do you, first of all, that's a lot, right? To like (laughs) put into one thing, much less three parts where each, how do you do that? So yeah, that's, Nobody's I mean, without giving that. away the farm, right, of the secrets no, no, you no. have. But like, I, what is, how does that work? So people don't understand profile notes of a candle. I think this is so great. Nobody's ever asked this. And like podcasts I've done is um, there's so many layers to a candle. There's a hot throw and a cold throw. When you pick up a candle in a store and you first smell it for the first time, that is the cold throw. It's the scent that you're smelling when the candle's cold before you right. even lit it. And some candles have really good poignant scents already. Yeah, I like, like that. And some are yeah. kind of like, you can't smell them, but I wouldn't say don't knock that candle. It doesn't mean that that candle. Yeah, it doesn't mean I just that have that one candle. on my desk because it smells like something when it's not lit. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So see, so you see, and some candles do that where some people are like, I don't even have to light the candle and it smells like something. So that's cold throw. And then obviously hot right. throw is um, when you light the candle, how much heat is going to, you know, penetrate throughout that space. Like, the throw that it's going to give ah, off. That's what throw, you know, is like it, how it, it goes the into throw, the Like how much can you smell it in one room, two rooms wow. and certain candles, their burn time. It'll tell you like, this is great for a medium sized room, a large room, a kitchen. Mm. Um, and then that's where the notes come in right. because through your burning, you're going to experience the top part of the candle the middle part of the candle and the bottom part of the candle. And that's where the notes come in. Hmm. As you're burning each layer, you're going to, you're going to get different. So you layer those sense those, what I'm trying to figure, you know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 when you, when you make the hefita, you're like, okay, layer one is these things. No. So that's what's great. So yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, this is what makes me different as well. I don't use one fragrance oil mm. off the off the bat. So like mm. we buy fragrance oils, mine's are non-toxic from suppliers. And I probably blend two to four. And mm. some people may think that's a lot, but that's what separates me. That's mm. why you're seeing so many notes because I'm really creating a custom scent. I don't yeah. ever use scents barely right off the, not that they're not great alone, but that's what I want to set my candles apart. Mm. I'm going to take the time to custom blend a scent. So you're really getting down to the nitty gritty of like different notes that you're smelling. So when you're seeing that, those are base notes that are given to us by our supplier. And then I'm blending them basically um, so that you're getting with Hefita, you're smelling at different points. You're smelling citrus, you're smelling fruit, and then you're smelling um, kind of the cactus agave. So sometimes yeah. it's uh, it's like earthy with the citrus. Got it. Um, yeah, we went a deep dive on that one. Sorry, I just, I had to. It's okay person, because nobody person. ever really asks that. And there's people that are candle enthusiasts that go off of, they want to see the notes. They want to know yeah. what is this yeah. candle going to smell like? <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um and the comments alone on, on your, you know, Etsy page kind of speak to that, how people are really like identifying with, with, you know, what your aesthetic is, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so you were talking about getting into retailers and, and I had a hard time pinning you down, Michelle, because you said you had a big drop coming. And I, I kind of want to like hear how you set up this big 
thing, which I'll let you speak to. It's not a secret, of course. It's right there yeah. on Instagram. But <laughs> um, well, what was that all about? So a few months ago, I uh, got approached by a buyer at Macy's. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was spam at first. <laughs> yeah. And then I Googled <laughs> the person and turns out she was a real person. <laughs> um, and I was I was really taken back um, because, you know, I've not even been a year. Um, so I went on to have meetings with a buyer and, and her team um, from the East Coast and um, sharing my story. And obviously they do their research and had found me and they said that they had never um, found a candle brand like mine's, you know, and that they had been obviously looking um, to carry more uh, Latinx candle maker brands. It's not something um, that I know of. I'm, I'm one of the first candle Latina candle makers in Macy's, you know, and, and, and that was like, wow, to me, you know, because, um, Macy's has been around for so long, you know, right. But, um, I think in the climate that we're in, I think that what's beautiful is that these retailers are now seeing, um, you know, women of color, people of color, the power in sales, the power in our brands, um, the quality that we're putting out there. So I was very humbled when they said, because there, there is a lot of, uh, Latinx candle makers. I'm friends with many and they're very talented. Um, we just don't get seen enough. We don't get the exposure. So the fact that they found me, um, was really great. It it spoke to me doing something right. I spent a lot of time. I'm, I'm, I'm the candle maker. I'm the accountant. I'm the marketer. I'm the social media. I'm everything, you know? Um, so I've been pretty intentional about putting my brand out there and how I want it to be seen. And so they found me and, um, Yes, after some back and forth, um, we agreed to have my candles carried um, at Macy's online. And um, it's been a wild journey. And I don't know when this is going to air, but I'll share my latest news. Um, I've also made it into uh, their flagship store in New York for the holidays. And it's the most incredible thing. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So in a a few days, my, um, my newest bundles, a candle and two of my signature candles will be available at the, uh, New York Herald square. And in my hometown of San Francisco, uh, the union square location that I grew up as a kid going to. And I think that that's, yeah, I can't even wait to walk in that store because it's going to be pretty surreal to see like a store I grew up going to like, my products in there. But I think what's even more amazing is that I never imagined like my candles, a candle in Spanish, you know, would be in a retailer. And I think that I do this not just for myself, but for my community so that other people can see this could be the norm that more of us could be in big retailers um, so that the masses can enjoy. My candle's meant to be enjoyed by you, by everyone. I tell everybody that anybody that enjoys a quality product, that wants to be an ally, that wants a, a, a great product, like it's meant to be enjoyed by everyone. And I think that that's what's so great. Even when non-Latinx people come up to my pop-up booths and they get it, like they see the candle and then they get a little chuckle out of some of the names. That's what I want. Like you get it. It's funny. It's, it's empowering. It's, um, 
so that's yeah that's my latest that's my that's, that's my nice. latest news that i can't wait to share but it's been a blessing they have kept me quite busy I bet. um my candles are being received really well like how do you online. scale for that you know what i mean like, what, like what's an order like when macy's like oh we need we need five thousand of these you know you're like what am i um, supposed to do that? i mean i've been very transparent with them i am self-funded i am a one-woman show i am still very much in my garage i mean obviously um, Macy's, I think is helping me understand that I do need to scale my business that I now am trying to get prepared to hopefully move into a warehouse space next year, if that's within the cards, but I've been very transparent with them. They've worked with me because sometimes I cannot, um, just drop everything I'm doing and create hundreds and hundreds of units. So they've been very, um, they've been very great in working with me and understanding um, that my capital is limited because I'm self-funded. So I'm coming out of pocket. I'm still this very, you know, small new business, but they know that the quality that they're getting from me, I'm going to put my all into it. So um, I'm on my third reorder with them. Um, my Chingona candle, the baddest woman sold out and yeah. it just got restocked today. <laughs> I wanted to ask so, you about that too, because and not to interrupt, um, but more like uh, on that note too, cause I'm looking at it here and I feel like I stumbled on you from the Chingona box, uh, crew, uh, cause they were, they're customers of ours too. And I've been trying to get them on the show, but did you, is the Chingona candle is in their boxes? Yeah. So the Chingona, the Chingona box, I've been in their box before. My candle has been in, in their box. Actually, That's where I heard of you. Okay. Yeah. That's so I've been in their box and, um, that candle aside from Pepita that I, I'm like, I don't know sometimes if I should call myself the home of the Chingona candle. Cause that's how people know me sometimes. Yeah. They're like, you're the one that makes the Chingona candle. And I'm you're like, like, there's more to me than just the like, Chingona, but it's like so such a phrase. I see Chingona and Chingona everywhere now. And, and I did an interview with a really cool guy, um, a musician, um, and his, a lot of his branding is like Gato Chingon and he does all this stuff with Chingon. So anyway, I've been seeing that phrase out there quite a lot. And that's why maybe it struck me. It's um, a very powerful phrase. I right. know that, um, you know, there's obviously a huge Latinx community and it doesn't always translate the same, but for the most part in the U S and amongst Mexicans and Central Americans. Um, and even though I'm South American, I always, um, associated that word about being strong, about being right. powerful, being a really badass woman. And that was my baby. She's my baby. She's my first candle I designed. And, um, I just love, yeah. When that candle sold out, people buy it. When they tell me stories that they buy it for all their girlfriends and to give people, <laughs> it's doing its job. Like yeah. it's doing its job. It's in somebody's workspace or home or wherever it's at. People have told me that it helps them to get through their midterms, their finals, their master programs. Like it's beautiful. Like that's yeah. so awesome. You know? Oh, you love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, it's not just a candle, but like, <laughs> it's just a candle. You, you know, that's like, what's cool about like that ability. And I, I, I love lighting candles and I, oh, there, uh, there it is that you can go on a candle. I'm seeing it now when you tagged us. That's awesome. Um, it means a lot, you know, flame and fire, especially when you grow up going to church, which I did and, you know, lighting, lighting candles and all that stuff. There's, there is that sort of, you know, light a candle, right. And, and there's something there. So, 
um, clearly you've found an audience for this kind of thing, which is pretty cool, I think, to your credit. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was, you know, uh, you're clearly, I mean, behind you've got, you know, you're, you're melting wax, you're doing a lot with this. What, like, what was sort of, you said you learned some stuff about math and all that, but like, what was something that has been the unexpected for, for you, like starting make the physical making of the thing? When were you like, aha, I know how to make candles. You, you know what I'm saying? I remember that because some of them probably smelled not good, right? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, it's I don't know. Not even that they did it. It's like I didn't smell them, and I would Uh-oh. sit there crying, <laughs> and I would be like, "I'm gonna give up." And the aha mm. moment, and I think other candle makers could relate, is I'm literally sitting in my living room day, um, living room, and one day, and. I smell the candle in the living room, in the kitchen, in the bathroom. And it was like, I can smell my candle. (laughs) Because again, it's the science of how much fragrance oil, everybody has their ratios, every candle maker. It's anywhere from eight to 12%. That's Mm. just the common that people put. But when you figure out your sweet spot with your blend and the wax that you're using, it is like, wow. Like that, that was the aha moment for me that I realized I now have a product. I have now my months of testing have paid off. This is why you test. Um, there's a whole science with like curing and how many days you let a candle cure after you make it, because the scent is going to change from seven days to Mm. 14 days. Um, I think that's when I felt really confident And yes, there were a lot of scents that I was like, yeah, this is not even going to make it in my line. This is wretched. (laughs) I was like, what was I thinking? It sounded great in theory, but I was like, this is not good. (laughs) Um, Very cool. Um, And it's cool. You found some partnerships too with like-minded folks and, you know, helps get your name out there, but sounds like you don't. Yeah. I've been really great that people have kind of reached out to have me in their um, I was in a book box last month, like oh. a subscription-based yeah. like uh, book box. And so I think those boxes are really great because people get like a sample and they get a feel for your candle and then right. they want to go and get a bigger version. Mm, cool. Um, well, my friend, this is very cool. Uh, and congratulations on your, you know, ex- success, right? I mean, that's just kind of neat. Um, you already told us what's next. Usually I try to end with a what's next, but I think you already <laughs> told us that you're going to, you're going to make that happen. looks like you're all working on travel tins and this pane dulce, um, dulce, yeah. excuse me, um, candle. You know yeah. what pan dulce is, Andrew, you've had some. I do, you've but I, I want you to tell us about the pan dulce. <laughs> so pan dulce is, uh, traditionally a Mexican sweetbread. But um, there's different variations when you go to like a local panaderia bakery, um, you can find the traditional ones, which are on my label, the conchas, and they come in a strawberry, vanilla and chocolate. But then pan dulce, the word just means sweetbread. So it's all these other different type of um, sweetbreads that kind of encompass that. But those are kind of the main ones. And I think that that has i think the reason macy's picked that up if i had to guess that's cozy dude. It's holiday from, yeah it's holidays and from yeah. coast to coast that's something you don't even need to be latino and you no. can look at that and be like oh i love that i've eaten that before like that's amazing right. um so oh. that scent is um it's so warm and cozy um i really was happy when i nailed that set i was like right. i was like like everybody in my family was like 
am I there? Am I there yet? Cause they'll come. And I think the true testament when my brother-in-law was like, can you really stop? Because it makes me want to go to like the panaderia every night. Like I'm getting like hungry (laughs) and it's your candle and there's no, there's no like, so they were really happy when I did one of my photo shoots. I was like, sent my husband to go get pan dulce and everybody kept waiting. Did you do the photo shoot yet? Can we like eat it now? Is it done? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love food in general, but um, (laughs) that one, that one is a good one. Um, And you know, Anyway, um, well, my friend, uh, this has been fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Um, and you know, Thank to you everybody out there, oh, please. Um, well, you tagged us, right? So, what was it about tagging Sticker Giant, um, that, that brought you to want to wanna, like share what you were doing with us? I'm, I'm curious about that too. Yeah, so, um, there's this like thing in our community, like a lot of candle makers, we're constantly, I feel like the number one question is where do you get your labels? Labels, yeah. And <laughs> it, it is because um, it's, believe it or not, I know there's a ton of label companies out there. Trust me. I have a desk full of sample packs right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you know, people send me sample packs, like try us out. And um, I think when it comes to candles, um, being able to get really quality labels um with minimal air bubbles that's like mm. the thing i hate the you most mean i need it. a real yeah i mean physically like putting a, it on a curved surface yeah but there's and it's sometimes you could do that and sometimes the labels just don't the adhesion is not the best they can look mm. pretty and then you get to that part so we've amongst a few of us we've shared and i trust me I've, i'll be honest i have shared you guys i've sent people like I think I found one that I'm like, I'm good with now. And so I got a sample pack, obviously, um, first before diving in. I really liked it. I think the pricing um, matched the quality. Um, I think the turnaround has been really great. Um, Whoever, I think it's Rachel, whoever is constantly like telling you your mock-up's ready and check it out. I think I love that level of detail that, a few times I'm like, well, can you guys do this? And it's always been like, yeah. And the turnaround is super quick. So I tagged it mainly so that my other fellow candle maker friends, like that's not proprietary. I'm like, Hey, and if you want to know before you hit me under my DM, like, where do you get your labels? Cause that's where the question (laughs) is. I'm like, I'm going to tag you. So, you know, and I try to be purposeful about like, this is where I get my vases. Cause I don't think that that stuff is proprietary. I want to be able to share as well. Like, if there's something that's working for me in my business um, and it can help somebody else, I don't mind sharing that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to really tag my partners. And if I really enjoy the product I'm using, um, I want to make sure that other people know because I'm kind of saving myself them like having to respond back. And again, that is like the number one question I get asked, where do you get your labels? <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we appreciate that. And um, you know, uh, in general, it's just great to see you, uh, you know, taking this thing and running with it, you, you know, and for folks out there trying to find Casita Michi, uh, it's exactly what it sounds. C-A-S-I-T-A-M-I-C-H-I. And it's on all the platforms and, um, you know, Instagram and, and Etsy specifically are where you're going to find 
uh, Michelle and this wonderful, you got the newest collection. The Michi Lux is coming out too. It looks like yeah, there's a lot is. like next level stuff. So you're innovating, which is fantastic. And friends, I, I do have to say, I see this on the Etsy page. If you do want something for Christmas, the cutoff will be December 15th. So make sure you get your yeah. orders in friends. And our holiday <laughs> candles will be dropping in two weeks. Sweet. And we're going to have three different ones and they're, they smell amazing. I just got to already plug that out there. Yeah. And I feel like holiday scents are like, so there's going to be um, like a winter woodsy type. Yeah. There's going to be an earthy kind of balsam. Mm. And then the other one is going to be a true like Christmas tree, Christmas wreath. So like oh, cool. the pines, the needles, like sure. I, that's the type of stuff. I don't know about you, Andrew, but like in the holidays, I mess with all that. Like yeah, I yeah. get down <laughs> with all those awesome scents. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And if you're in anywhere near Lodi, California, you can do some local pickup too. But um, yes. I, I'm here in Longmont, of course, and our our listeners are uh, coast to coast. So um, thank you again for letting us share your story, Michelle. Everybody out there in podcast land, it's always my pleasure. And we always end the show with, you know, we say every sticker has a story, but today it's a label from Casita Michi and it's these Latinx candles are vegan coconut wax candles. And I can practically smell them through the screen. You're so passionate about it. And just reading what you've got on your Etsy page to explain everything. Like I'm probably going to light this candle right here. It's not going to be the same experience. I'm sure. Um, but, uh, you know, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. And uh, thank you for joining us uh, on stickers on the mic. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of stickers on the mic brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon podcast to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.